0: The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Come and join experienced property investors and mortgage brokers Ken and Glenn as they get the answers to the questions you've been waiting to ask. Nothing is off the table as they dive headfirst into all things property related. This is the podcast you never knew you needed but now cannot live without. The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Good, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, I just, just kept talking, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Usual thing. Shut up, Ken. <laughs> good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Um, and here we are, week 17 of our very popular podcast, I'm pleased to say. People are really starting to sort of tune in now. I don't know if it's just because the world's gone to pop, but people seem to be a little bit more interested in what we're yeah. talking about.
1: Yeah, they might be rocking in their chairs, just listening to us in their ears. What are you trying maybe to that's say? That's why then? they're rocking in their chairs.
0: You, you say you, all, the, all the people listen to us are in rocking chairs. Is that what you're saying, then <laughs> Probably. You're saying the demographic <laughs> of our listeners are a little bit a little bit old. Or
1: maybe a bit stressed. We don't know.
0: Well, there's definitely a lot of stress in the market for sure. I think that's one of the things that, I mean, we talked about Mental Wellness Week a few weeks ago, didn't we? And we were mm. talking about the stresses of being a broker. I think, you know, it's gone from what we thought was 100% of stress to maybe 200% of stress right now with the markets.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're going to be talking... No, 200%, Glenn. <laughs> sorry, sorry, 200%, that's <laughs> all right. Keep, up, keep up. uh We're going to be talking about, obviously, all things market-related in a moment, but um, what's been happening in the world of Glenn in the last week, since our last podcast? So I understand oh. you've had uh, some some superheroes visiting you
1: yeah so we had Captain America visit my house which is quite random and it wasn't for a mortgage either it was <laughs> um <laughs> it was my son's fifth birthday and uh it was a real good a great success and his school friends and family round and it was wonderful good weather um yeah so it, it was lovely it sort of brings you right back down to earth the reason why we mm. all go out there and we work every day and we put up with this stress and um, we, we generally do it for our families or or maybe for yourself whoever, whoever's listening yeah. but you know it was it was a great weekend um come back into the hot seat obviously this week and it's been very very busy work-wise um yeah, with the press you know as we're going to touch on a lot of negativity but there's a lot of positives as well so uh yeah that's pretty much my my weekend what about yours well i went to my friend paul's
0: wedding um and to be honest the last time i was i was pretty ropey after a night out was at his stag dude and it ended in a very similar fashion uh, at his wedding but what I'd what I'd sort of I get carried away for those that don't know me um I like to be I'm quite physical I used to do a lot of obstacle course racing uh, man versus mountain all this jazz and uh, so one of them mentioned that they were doing the free peaks challenge and I thought oh, that's amazing I'd love to do that so yeah we're going to do it in 24 hours we're going to go at Ben Nevis uh, Scarfell we're going to do Snowden all within 24 hours it's amazing would you like to come or, that's the way i remember it but my wife's told me i said brilliant can i come and yeah. I, I think obviously the drink had hit me and i just i hadn't really given it much consideration i just said can i come and they said yeah brilliant When is it two weeks i was like wow okay do you need so, to train for that surely you need to train for that what do you have you not seen me i'm a i'm in my physical prime mate physical do, primate. don't you
1: need to train for that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. So my, my um, yeah, so I'm into the all from Sunday now after I, re- I spent all day recovering. And then since yesterday, I've been sort of giving it some thought how to get into condition. So, you know, step is doing some walking. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to ramp it up in the next two weeks so that I actually can get up and down these things in the time that they want it to. But it's interesting. Yeah, just to take it back very quickly. Um, I just remembered, as you were saying about the superheroes, my boy, Reece, uh, he's 22 next month. So it's a long time ago. We had a superhero party for him, and it's just come back to me. And one of the kids was Captain Scarlet. And bless him, he had decided that he didn't want to. He was enjoying himself so much because Spider-Man was there. We had Spider-Man come <laughs> Captain Scarlet uh, visit. And uh, he was so pleased and so excited. He did not want to go to the toilet. And it was mm-hmm. a number two he did in his trousers. And oh. he literally would not move. He <laughs> refused to move. And we said to him, I won't name names because obviously he's going to listen to the podcast now as a young man. And uh, I said, Captain Scarlet, don't you want to go to the toilet? And he was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And adamantly would not move from watching oh. Spider-Man. His parents came about two hours later. And honestly, that mess that they must have had. But he, he oh. stunk. Honestly, uh, but when it's somebody else's child, you can't just sort of manhandle. No. my boy; I manhandled him into the bathroom. And say, "Let me have a look," and yeah. sort him out. But poor Captain Scarlet, would just, he just—he must have had the worst rash. Honestly. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully thanks. No thanks there. for that story. <laughs> All right, it's okay. That's what we're here for. <laughs> exactly. And what else are we here for? It's the property day, we can and Glenn. so we're going to talk about. <laughs> we're going to talk about other things that are a bit crap. Uh, which is, see, see what I did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, leak. Thank you very much. I'm getting good at this now. Uh, we're going to talk about the market. So, Chancellor, Chancellor, it's, it's hard to say without a list. Put your teeth back in. Thank you very much. Mr. Jeremy Hunt, let's do that. Is to hold a mortgage summit apparently this Friday with banks being summoned to Downing Street for an emergency talks, according to reports that have emerged. It's a real mixed bag, this, because he's ruled out introducing a mortgage relief scheme and he doesn't seem that keen. He says that we want to help people that are struggling with their payments. But at the same time, he's saying, but we don't want to do anything to impact on inflation. It's a mm. real melting pot of, um,
1: it's just crazy. I just don't know how they're going to do it, though, because there's a few options. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm not him. But if you look well, back to like I mean, look at him. <laughs> you know amazing I mean. specimen of a man. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, you know, he's got some massive decisions to make with his team as well. And, you know, whatever he does, He's he's doomed either way, really, because yeah. there's going to be the critics. So I I get that you know he's he's trying to help, but he also doesn't want to cause a catastrophe within the the market. But it's heading that way anyway, and I think it's, there should be some sort of short term relief, you know, like the interest only, where we had a COVID, where we had the payment holidays yeah. for a certain for a few months for people just to get a bit of a buffer behind them to ease the pressure a little bit um, if their income was stopping. And I think something needs to be done like that. The interest-only option, I don't know the logistics of how how they can do it, but the banks obviously are making profit yeah. in this moment in time with, with all of this. Now, I think they need to all get together, speak to the government and say, right, okay, we can do this for this certain period of time. You know, even if it's like six months and customers have the option to go interest-only for six months, so let's just try and ease the pressure a little bit for these people, and then after six months it goes back. I think the danger is if we if they give the option to for people just to go on interest only for the foreseeable future, people are going to get used to paying the lower monthly payments again, but they're not actually going to be paying off their capital. And I just think it's a it's a slippery slope because people won't want to go back. Yeah. If rates don't start dropping, I mean that's that's my opinion. But th- there doesn't seem to be anything tangible at the moment in the market, or, or that he's saying that goes. Yeah, well, What we're going to do by September is we're going to do XYZ. There, there's nothing, is there? No. So, um, unless you've heard anything in the grapevine, Ken,
0: no, I mean, it's there's nothing that I've heard. Um, it's there's no, I mean, Martin Money's been very, very busy. Uh, good mm. old mine, he's been mm-hmm. very busy. Lots of um, LBC he was on a lot yesterday, different news um, channels and stuff like that, doing what he does best, which is sort of talking about what he's been doing, and obviously, he has the ability. Because of his presence in mm. the market, to actually have meetings with people like the prime minister and yeah. you know the
1: chancellor, and and he did in October, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. highlighted yeah. this. Although uh, he was with... very
0: disappointed, wasn't he, that they didn't allow more more of the industry into the room? It was a, they wanted to keep it quite small and contained, didn't they?
1: Yeah, so they had the heads of uh, many banks in the UK, um, the chancellor, uh, I think Rishi Sunak, and. Uh, I think Rishi Sunak was present We might have yeah. just been the chancellor and and him and he said he wanted other experts you know to 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 go in there and and they said no we just yeah. we just want you which is hats off to him for getting in that room but it's pointless getting in that room if they're all just going to nod and nothing's going to happen
0: and also forecasting you know forecasting the future and saying like this is where we're heading if things don't change um give some time to plan and time to orchestrate i mean they've got the cobra the cobra meetings that they have when the world's going to fall apart uh, I think they need a couple of meetings about mortgages. Honestly, if the mm. mortgage market spirals the way it is at the moment, we're gonna, we are, we are going to, I think we will end up in a mini recession. It's not what I want to say. It's not what I want to see, but it's just everything at the moment is heading in the wrong direction. Now, mm. for, those, for those who are a little bit older, you know, and we've talked about this before, you know, I, we know that I'm, even though I don't look at, I'm one or two years older than Glenn. And I, I've been in these periods of times so where we've seen inflation rise to 15 and interest rates be very, very high. And I remember when I was um, brokering back in 2010, a typical 90% deal, Glenn, was anywhere between 6.99 to 7.29. But the house values were half of what they are now. So actually, you know, it was still affordable.
1: That's the key factor, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it was still affordable. And that's where people are struggling. I saw a post on LinkedIn from somebody where they were saying, I'm going to have to sell my dream home, um, sell it, I'll make a profit on it, but then I'm going to move somewhere totally random where, where the property prices are much, much lower Buy something again, and therefore things will be more affordable. It's not what I want to do, but it feels like it's the only thing I can do. And I saw someone else who's saying, I'm moving, I'm selling, I'm moving back in with mum and dad, and I'm just going to help them pay their mortgage because they're struggling as well. That's
1: that's It's so sad, again, isn't, it? isn't it? It's so yeah. sad. And and I can mirror that because I had conversations just yesterday with people. Um that said, well, we just can't afford it we've you know they both work full time, they've got children, they can't do anymore. they can't mm. physically do anymore. They've not put themselves in a terrible position. they've not racked up loads of debts and stuff like that, but the rate has just increased their payments by eight hundred pounds a month mm. and they said, well, that's another income we can't we can't do more so we're gonna need to um look at maybe downsizing, moving away. We don't know whether we can because of locations for schools. We're gonna to have to think about it, Glenn, and and get back to you. And I said that's fine. I totally understand. Yes. And, You know, we looked at every option. We looked yeah. at extending the term and interest only if it was an option, and it, and it wasn't. And and it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, to go through a lot of, lot very of big decisions,
0: isn't it? A lot of big mm. decisions. That, I mean, listen, there are people out there, and I'm, I'm at the moment. I'm one of them. At the moment, the mortgage payment, and as long as as long as I'm earning some money at the moment, I'm gonna. I'm hope. I'm hopeful. I'll survive this um Mm. and i hope there's many people out there that can echo that it's not pleasant it's not easy it is a struggle it is a worry but i'm hopeful that i can get through this period and then we'll come out the other side and we can regroup but there's many people who just aren't in that position and what we need is transparency we need open conversations they need to be They need to be speaking to the banks. It's not in the bank's interest to repossess, is it, Glenn?
1: No, 100% no. They don't want to do that. It's too costly. Like we said last week on our podcast, you know, there's just no, they don't want to do that. And also it was mentioned yesterday on the news by Martin Lewis. And again, it was backed up today that the courts have got an 18-month backlog of people for repossessions anyway. So even if they go down that route, the bank's, they're 18 and it's currently as it stands there's 18 months before they even start the legal process to try and repossess someone i mean that's, so
0: that is crazy isn't it i mean some <laughs> some of the listeners may remember that i sold a flat of late and um we had to take repossession not because the tenant, the tenant was amazing but because i'd lent i decided to rent to the council <laughs> mm. which i will never do again Uh, Mm. People all have different opinions, but my experience of it was horrendous. Once the tenant was amazing, was ready to move out, she was told categorically, you do not move out until they basically evict you. Because if you do, you're making yourself homeless voluntarily, and therefore you stay until they get the bailiffs. And I'm I'm grateful that we were were able to get to that before this backlog sort of came in. It was crazy. Mm. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, I think the market itself, Glenn, I mean, we're seeing, I know you're very busy. I'm very busy. And it's a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it? Because I think people know the rates are going up and they're actually trying to move much faster to try and circumvent those increases, aren't they? They're trying to get in before the increases. So that's that's created a movement in itself.
1: It has. It's very strange, isn't it? Because a lot of people said, oh, people won't move now. People won't. They'll all just sit and wait and see what happens. But I think because they're sitting and waiting, what happens has damaged people that were going, oh, I don't really want to lock in at 4%. And now it's getting to over 5% the rates. And they're like, oh and there's still talk of it going up They're they're now in that right do we do we just make the decision now and go for it because it's still affordable Mm. and i think they've said well yeah and it was weird it was for for us it was pretty much over sort of 48 hour period that we just got influx of whatsapps emails all these people sitting in the pipeline for us have just all gone let's go let's do it and let's remortgage and i need to borrow that money now because it's affordable um to do the extension otherwise we can't afford it if it's over six percent and yeah you know, and it and it's just spiraled which is fantastic because people are making decisions to move forward and they can afford it And and don't get me wrong i know we mentioned about the negatives here but there are a lot of people which can afford the mortgage with the rates you know they've been quite savvy with it and they 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 realize it's going to be tougher but they've you know, educated themselves and gone, okay, yeah, well, I know it's going to be this. We're going to need to make some life changes to factor that in. Um, and, and which is really great. It, mm-hmm. It's not an option for everyone, but I have been able to do it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's pushed the market forward. And that's, that is what we need. But like you said, it's a total mixed bag. Every phone yeah. call that I have is a totally different scenario at the moment.
0: Mm. I did see another article as well, um, which I'll touch briefly on, uh, because I didn't mention it to you actually, because I, I read it this morning. And Mm -hmm. it was actually that there is a rise of clients moving brokers because they're unhappy with the original advice that they got from their existing broker. Yeah, so they were saying that clients are pretty loyal normally and they'll stay Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the existing broker. But we could not predict the the cost of living crisis. We couldn't predict Mm -hmm. Ukraine. So when people's deals are coming up, obviously you're recommending at the time the best that you see in front of you, aren't you? But there's, there's a lot of people that are saying, oh, yeah, you know, my broker told me two years. If I'd have known what was going to happen, if they'd advised me about, you know, the markets and stuff, I might have done five years or even a 10 year. But that's ludicrous to some degree, because nobody knows what's around the corner. And yeah, you- no one can predict, yeah. so
1: like, what's going to happen next week in this market. So yeah. I think it's quite a weak way of people trying to, you know, looking for a scapegoat. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the, you just got to think logically about it. And is it really that broker's fault? I know the person might be a little bit angry because they're in a financial position now, but would they, you know, they could have easily also picked a five or a 10 year product themselves because they could have predicted the future. Yeah, it so, is a diff-
0: it is a difficult one. So if anybody is on that verge of thinking, ah, oh, I wish yeah, they should have done something else. Just look at it from a rational point of view and and from mm-hmm. the broker's point of view, of what they could have foresaw in the future. It, it's I think you just need to be pragmatic and sensible. And hopefully yep. you'll come to the right conclusion. So, mm. after our little technical blip there, no idea what happened. Uh, <laughs> shall we get into some of those wonderful questions that our lovely people have been sending us?
1: Yes, yes. So, let's have a look. We have, uh, well, this is a common one, isn't it? So, Johnny H. Jazz, <laughs> great name. When are rates going to get back to normal, Ken? <laughs> when you've got a crystal ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, remember, we were just saying. <laughs> I actually had that question yesterday as well on a live. And I said, you know, I don't even know what the lottery numbers are. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be on this. You know, I'd be, no, exactly. I'd be, yeah. I'd be in some exotic prop- uh, place. Um, I don't think when people's normal is different. So normal to you might be one or 2% because that's all you've ever seen. Someone who's a bit more older might say normal is really actually anywhere between, say, four and six. I would like to see a norm of between three and four. I think that would be a nice position to be in. Between three and 4%, I think it would be a good place. But realistically, I don't see that happening for the next 12 to 18 months. Um, I think we've got a hell of a storm to ride. And I think that's going to take maybe six, eight months to ride. And I think things will start to ease then. Obviously, inflation is the main thing. We've got the Bank of England meeting uh, as we're recording. We're recording on the 21st, um, and they're meeting tomorrow on the 22nd. And so we know it's going to go up. How is that going to impact then on inflation and any knock on effect? But for me, I think between three and four is where we're heading. And I think that's 12 to 18 months.
1: Glenn. Yes, I, I totally agree. I think that is right. I think it's going to be the next 12 to 18 months to hope, hopefully see some green shoots of it coming down. If it does, I think it will t- totally change the market. But again, that will come with its own problems because then everyone yeah. will be like, oh, the rates are coming down, let's all buy and then house prices go back up and then it will be having a totally different conversation. I know people are <laughs> saying
0: house prices are spiraling out of control. They're going up but up and we can't afford yeah. them. Uh, yeah, there's always a balance to, to anything, isn't there? Crazy Kim, 1987, has sent in her question. Uh, can I switch my mortgage to interest only so it can relieve the pressure while rates are high, Glenn?
1: Uh, it, 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 oh, I, I'm, I said this one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when your brain's ticking? Yeah, it is. Why? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah so... There is options to switch to interest only. I mentioned this on, the w- on last week's podcast, but it does depend on your situation. It does depend on your loan to value. Currently, you know, the government may change these ins across the banks. Let's hope they do in coming weeks. But currently, as it stands from recording this, it depends on the lender. Um, I would always say first call, go to your bank and have the conversation with them. That will be the easiest. Um, if you're looking to remortgage though and move over to another lender, then, you know, speak to your broker they can look at the options to see if interest only is an option because yeah. there's factors like if you've got an asset, another asset running alongside like a buy to let, or you've got a lump sum of savings, anything like that, that can pay off the mortgage um, because at the end of the day, the bank want to know that they're going to get paid and that capital to be repaid. So um, it, it's, it's I can't really answer in detail on here, otherwise I'll be on here for about an hour. So I would say go to your bank or your broker and they can go through the terms and conditions with your current lender and then look at options.
0: Well, it's throwing it right back to the beginning of the podcast today, isn't it? Because it's not a generic product for a lot of lenders that they're going to offer everybody because they don't meet the criteria for it. Or maybe they don't have a criteria for 100% interest only. So it is going to be case by case. Uh, But, you know, if things do change and if the chancellor and the meetings and that do bring out uh, the ability to have more freedom to change to interest only for a period of time to see through this period of pain, then that would be really good. Uh, So that throws us right back to the beginning of the podcast but that's not something that's around right now, so it is going to be case by case, lender by lender, and, and see how it rolls, Kim. But uh, good luck with whatever you do. Hopefully, you'll um, you'll find a way of relieving that pressure.
1: Yeah, and um, we've got user seven six eight eight nine nine zero five four three. Um, this is through TikTok. Is it a good time to become a mortgage broker, Ken?
0: Love that. Do you know, I love anybody that wants to aspire to to be a broker because I I've I've made my living out of it, and I love it. Uh, and I genuinely mean that, you know, there's a, there's plenty of jobs that I've wanted to do. I wanted to be a stamp man and a bounty hunter uh, together because I used to watch the Guy. I thought, that'd be a great job for me. I could do that. I'm a mortgage broker.
1: <laughs> <at> a <laughs> it's just not, just not as exciting, <laughs>
0: is it? Um, but I do love it. And is it a good time to do it? Obviously, it's a, it's a difficult time. A lot of the conversations you'll be having as a new broker are probably not the conversations you want to be having. Uh, your payments are going up. Rates are high. There's a lot of difficult conversations, but I'll be honest, if you could become a broker in this period of time and get through it,
1: Mm. then
0: you will be a much better broker for it at the end because having easy conversations, that's lovely. And it is an easy, it's an easy job when that's happening in it, Glenn. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's 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 great.
1: And you can, you know, and it's all positive. mm. But then again, I think a lot of brokers are, you know, really show their worth now when times are tough um and i think that if you like you like you've already said if you can go into the industry in this current turbulent time and build trust and build a client bank in times when people really need it i think you've got a good future ahead of you
0: yeah uh but yeah i think you know there's that thing there's never a bad time to do something but obviously this is a more difficult time uh but again you know you want to go to a good company you need you need to have good people around you you need to get good training and you need to be able to look after clients needs and that generally comes with time and experience. So it is a more difficult time to come into the market as a broker. Um, but if it is something that you do, I wish you the very best with it because uh, mm-hmm. it's been the making of me and my my family's life. So good luck to you.
1: Mm-hmm. And the same same for me.
0: Yeah, cool. Uh, right, what else have we got? We have got Kevin, 786. Um, how early can I fix in a new deal, Glenn, before my – I threw in the Glenn bit. <laughs>
1: Thanks.
0: <laughs> how early can I fix in a new deal, Glenn, before my current rate ends?
1: Six months. Next question. No, I'm only joking. No. <laughs> so yeah, rule of thumb is generally six months. You if you're switching to another provider. Yeah. So if your rate is coming up within six months' time, you can speak to a broker or your bank. It's uh you know, I'm probably a bit biased, but it's best to speak to a broker, a good broker, because they've got a whole comprehensive range of lenders, most of them that they can look at all the deals. Um, and then they can secure, go through the remortgage process and secure a product for you. And then as soon as your current deal ends, then the following day, the new deal will start. And that means that there's no lag period in between where you may be sitting on a standard variable rate. And at the moment as recording this, I think standard variables rates around like 8 9%, which is horrific. Yeah. So you don't want to be sitting there on them. Um, so yeah, six months before, if you're looking to... Stay with your same lender, but choose another product with the current lender. There are many lenders out there in this current climate which are allowing you to secure it six months before, which is good. Yeah. But there are also some out there where it's three months before, depending on the lender. So definitely have a chat with your bank and also have a chat with your broker and then see which is the best deal for you out there. And then get it. organization is the main thing. And this is what I always say. Um on my TikTok channel, Glenn Russell Property, cheeky little plug. It's about being prepared. So do not panic, just be yeah. organized. Be
0: prepared.
1: There's a song in there, Glenn. Um, exactly every
0: yeah, yeah. Be prepared. Um, I think <laughs> it is from uh and the 1930s. Beauty, don't be so mean. Beauty and the beast, be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Someone, I think it's when they said they're gonna go hunt him down with pitchforks and the light. Someone will correct me, I am sure, be prepared. So I think everything Glenn said is valid. I think using a broker is important because we can look at it. Don't forget guys as well, in the old days when rates were going down, the switches would be like, if you stayed with the same lender, we'd switch you very next month, you you generally go on to that deal and you'd save money very soon Uh, and quickly, quickly. Now what happens is actually your deal will not switch over till the end of your current deal. And what that allows us as a broker to do is that, and the way I paint it is like, this will be the worst decision that you'll make right now. If you lock in a deal now, and let's say your rate doesn't expire for five or six months, if the rates go down, we can unlock what we've done and we could secure you a new deal, uh, which will be cheaper. But if rates go up, you're protected. And I think that's the thing you need to get in as soon as you possibly can secure a rate, not on the basis that that will be the definite rate that you'll end up with, because if rates go down, we'll change you. But it just safeguards you against any more increases. And that's really good value for money from a broker because you've got someone who's actively interested in making sure that they get you the best deal. So that's why I think both me and Glenn think there's a lot of value in brokers. Um, You know, we're actively interested in you. When you're dealing with a bank, no disrespect to banks, they've got lots of clients that they're dealing with, you know, thousands upon thousands. They can't always be managing and phoning you up and say, oh, do you know the rates have gone down? Would you like to change? Um, mm. whereas brokers, you know, we've got you on our database, we're interested in making sure it happens. So just food for thought on that one. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Right. Um, we have another one. And they've oh, they've said Ken on this one. This is interesting. They're naming us now. Um <laughs> <laughs> User 4169547512 Um, I've heard that lenders are pulling offers. Does this mean that now I have exchanged contracts? I could lose my current deal. Seeing a lot, yeah
0: terminology is really important guys um when you're hearing the news about lenders pulling deals pulling rates what they're not doing is saying all our existing clients who have currently got applications within our system and going through that we are not pulling those deals they're not pulling them um they're saying that the deals that they're offering to the market for new clients coming who haven't yet applied for a loan applied for a mortgage those rates are being changed so if they say Mm -hmm. we're stepping out of the market doesn't mean that what you've got in their system is, is at risk. And if you've exchanged contracts, that would be so bad. I mean, once you've exchanged contracts, you're legally obliged to buy, they're legally obliged to sell. It's my favorite part of the process because that's when I feel secure that I know I'm definitely gonna be able to buy that property. My client's secure now and they're gonna buy it. And all mm. you lead into then is the completion. And that's really a great time because uh, you feel that the goalpost is in sight. Um, but don't be worried. If you've got an application in at the moment with lenders, they're not, to my knowledge, pulling those out. Have you heard anything different to that, Glenn?
1: No, not yet. Um, Obviously, we don't know what, what they could do in the future, but I think it would be a poor show if they did. And basically what you've said, Ken, you know, if, if you've had something... Uh, there's one thing I do want to say, though, and I've actually had this conversation with someone this week already. They thought that a decision in principle and an illustration of a rate was what they were getting yeah. even though the conversation was this is at this day this is how much it would cost you but until you secure a property that rate could change guess what that was three four weeks ago they found a property the rate has changed their payments have gone up which is a bit of a shocker for them because they're like well hang on we bought that because we thought we could afford that and it's yeah well and it is out of brokers control it's out of the bank's control the staff's control um if you've been talking to them so um it's really really important that you the listeners know that the only time generally a rate is actually secured is when your mortgage broker or advisor does the full mortgage application and it is submitted to the lender and then locked in yeah an illustration does not secure a rate
0: i have to say the only lender that goes against the grain is nationwide isn't it yeah because they they're unique in this guys i don't know of any other lender that's doing it um a decision in principle with a lot of lenders is, is a 90-day thing, a three-month thing. There are a few that are 28 days, but most of them are say three months. But what Nationwide will allow us to do as brokers, they will actually allow us to secure that rate that is an offer on that day with your decision in principle. Now, that is unique. So everything Glenn mm-hmm. said is, is the norm. Uh, this is quite unique. But what happens is your three-month window of your decision in principle is actually the clock the, the, the clock that is ticking also on that rate. So if you've had a decision in principle for two months – and uh, now you find a property, you come back, we'll do the application on that rate, but literally you've, on, you've got a month to get it complete. So it's not, you know, it's not an infinite wis- uh, window of six months mm. and all the rest of it when you start the application. It's very much a timing thing, but it is good that they've done it. Maybe other lenders could do that. Maybe that's a way of maybe securing a bit more peace of mind in this turbulent market. But yeah, yeah. Glenn's right. Decision in principle is exactly that. It's not linked to a rate. It's very important that people... And I think this is why the market's moving so quick, Glenn. like we said at the top mm. of the podcast, because people are aware that that rate that we tell them on that day and that cost, which they think is affordable, that's very much a time-based thing. And with the way the market is right now, it changes so fast.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And again, it's about being organized. Speaking to your broker, don't panic, Mr. Mannering, as you would say. I knew that was coming, Ken.
0: I... <laughs> if you're going to steal my thunder, mate. <laughs> all right <laughs> I was just going to be a comedy act if you're stealing my lines.
1: Yeah. Okay, look, is there a way we can make your screen smaller? Some... I'll narrow it. So <laughs> Why? Why would
0: you... <laughs> why are you you diminishing my my role in our podcast
1: i'll probably i'm so rubbish with tech i'll probably end up making mine smaller i've still
0: got got to try and figure out how i bridge that gap of some speaker just not working for five minutes (laughs) i have got to try and do that um listen it's um the world's gone to pot guys we as brokers are doing our very best to service needs. hopefully anybody listening to this podcast uh and is going through things if you need a broker that you want to talk to glenn and Ken. We're here to help. Obviously, we've both got our individual companies. Mine is Contractor Mortgage Services. You've got Glenn Russell Property. Um, and we're on so many different social media channels. There's lots of content out there. But the most important thing is to reach out. Glenn, whilst we've got uh, just a couple of minutes, um, you've been very prolific, as everybody probably is aware. You've been very busy. You're on a lot of sh- you're on a lot of different media platforms. You've been invited to mm-hmm. a lot of stuff at the moment to talk, aren't you?
1: Yes, uh, I feel very flattered and very honoured um, that different companies and networks have reached out and asked for me to um, talk about my journey on social media. Um, I'm teaching on the edge of nearly doing a thousand, have done nearly a thousand social media videos just over the last two and a half years, which is a lot of work, believe yeah. me. Um and uh, yeah, the the following is just under a hundred and thirty thousand people on TikTok. So if you don't follow, feel free, Glenn Russell Property. Um, and yeah, it's great. I love doing it. You know, it, it really does mix up my day. Again, I'd be doing it anyway, even if I wasn't invited on these shows. But it's nice to be acknowledged. And um, yeah, I think that's and, the thing, anyone... though, Glenn.
0: It's not it's not an overnight thing. It has taken you two and a half years of building that.
1: Yeah, and I was terrible. My first videos were really, really poor, but I had to get out there because I, I needed to do something different within the market. And as you know, Ken, it is a very swamped market within the industry. Any brokers listening to this, you know, there there is loads and loads of people in the industry trying to do the same thing. Yeah, and it's just about how you, you know, we're all individuals. You know, looking wise, personality wise, we're all individuals. So our content and our creativity is sitting there already. Yeah. you just need to find a way of getting it out. And, and that's what I've done. And, and, you know, I must admit, Ken, and I'm not just plugging you on here. You've had some fantastic success, especially with your lives on TikTok, haven't you recently? Yeah.
0: Thanks Glenn. Yeah. The lives for me, I mean, my, for, for, those that just hear me on here and maybe don't know me, know me, this is, this is the real me. There's no pretending this is what you see is what you get. And on my lives, I think that's what people are really connecting with is that mm. it's, it's a genuine thing. Um, I'm I'm there to obviously, you know, get new followers. I'm there to hopefully get some leads, but I'm not out there selling my services. I'm out there just trying to educate and um, mm. through education. Hopefully people will see something they like and connect with, and then they'll they'll connect with me and maybe we'll do some business. But it is all about, and that's what this podcast is about as well. Um, it's about educating. We don't get paid for it. Yes, you know, some people might say, you know, I want to use Kenny Glenn for their mortgages, and obviously. It's not, we're individuals, we're individual companies, but people might want to use one of us. And that's really nice, but it's not what we do the show for. It really is about education, just a bit of banter, and for people just to get a little bit more general information on what's going on in the world of mortgages and property, isn't it, Glenn?
1: Absolutely. And a lot of people don't know. They probably presume that we've known each other years. We haven't. We've known each other through social media. Yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah, I know.
0: We, we are part of the same network, although mm. you're an AR, and am a DA. Um, I actually went like a stalker. Up to Glenn, um, the year before last. Um, mm, yeah, you may not remember because you're so famous. And I said, "Oh, I'm following you. I'm following you on TikTok. You're amazing. I really like your stuff." And we started talking then, and nothing happened. And I said, "I'd like to connect with you, as everybody says, and have a pick your brain because you know what you're doing." And then the about a year later, I reached out to you, didn't I? And said, "Look, like, I'm thinking about doing this podcast. How would you? How would you like to come on and maybe do it with me?" And we sort of grew from there, didn't we?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been great. What what a journey! I know. Friendship built a good yeah. friendship as well through the through it as well. So long, yeah. long, mate. Continue, my friend. Indeed,
0: yeah, indeed. Long, well, for you probably longer than me because <laughs> as you keep telling me, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a little bit older. I don't know. The rascal, the rascal. Oh. Right. Okay. Well, listen. I think we've covered a lot of what's going on. I think next week, obviously, we'll know what's been going on with the base rate increase. It's going to be probably as we predict, uh and we'll we'll see what changes are coming along next week. So for now, we're going to call this a wrap. Yes, Glenn Yep. Okay, fantastic. So it is goodbye from Ken.
1: And it's goodbye from Glenn.
0: Goodbye.